Hi, and welcome back to episode 11 of The Slowdown. I'm Mariam DeGroof, essential oil educator and integrative nutrition health coach from Canada. And joining me is my co-host, Kim Nelson, writer and creative meditation teacher from Belgium. Hello there. We are here with tips, tricks, observations, a little humor, and our lively just a minute slot, all entwined with engaging conversation related to well-being. And today we'll be talking about slowing down to make decisions. Indeed. In fact, I must point out here that this is the first time we've done a topic from one of our listeners who asked about how we make decisions. And I hadn't really thought about how I made decisions until this topic came up. And I really sat with this and I thought, gosh, how do I make decisions? And I realized that actually the important decisions I've made have always come from my heart and my gut not from my head what about you yeah I think I think uh for a while I used to make decisions from my head and then I realized that I'd lost the connection I'd stopped listening to my gut um and my intuition and so now when whenever I need to make a decision I really try to look at my intuition and I have a few steps that I take to um, make decisions but it's definitely more from my heart and my gut than my head <laughs> yes yeah and I read this quote it was um, make the small decisions with your head and the big ones with your heart mm. sums it up really I think yeah it does I think we, we over analyze decisions and we get ourselves in such a sort of tiz thinking mm. oh gosh maybe another um Uh, idea might come along and I'm all about first instincts I'm all Mm. about first thought because that tends to be the right move yeah but I think a lot of people have stopped listening to that right I think we've come far away from listening to our own selves and our own intuition and then that that is often the reason why it's hard to make a decision because we're not listening to Um, what our body or our heart or our mind or our gut is telling us yeah and and I think actually decision making has got easier for me anyway during um, as I've got older but also because I do so much meditation I think meditation is the key it helps you to clear your mind Mm. with all these you know random thoughts that we have and I whenever I need to make a decision especially an important one Mm -hmm. there are so many different meditations out there um and i will talk about two of them um shortly Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's about clearing the mind because we bog ourselves down with with all the useless information that we keep in our heads yeah i think so what's your toolbox then what's in your toolbox for decision making (laughs) for me also just getting still and quiet and really listening to what my body is saying whether it's mind or gut Um, and if if both are talking at the same time trying to listen to what they're telling me Um, and then just other small things like um, I used EFT tapping because it's really great for um, giving you clarity especially if there's fear around making a decision because I think sometimes that's the thing that holds us back fear of fear of an outcome Definitely. Um, and so EFT tapping is a great tool to 
kind of get you through that fear and give you more clarity and then of course I use my essential oils so um, a great one for me is balance I'll talk a lot more about essential oils later but I like to be grounded and centered before I make a decision and so balance is a great one for me um, we've talked about balance before and it has a lot of um, grounding oils and tree and root oils so it's a great one for grounding um, and centering and then I'm also I also pray and so I like to talk to God <laughs> and that you know a lot of people can't connect with that but my faith is a big part of me and so um, talking to God um, and trying to just let it out and just say everything that's in my mind um, is a great tool for me and then and then I'll I have a little checklist <laughs> that I took from Marie Folio and she is Marie Folio she's a, a, a speaker writer she does a a thing called b-school business school and she helps entrepreneurs and she's just this all-round amazing woman um i'll link the the short video she has a she has a a show called marie tv and she does lots of people writing questions and they and then she answers them and they're like seven to eight minute videos of 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 her giving advice so it's it's a great she she has a lot of great tools but she has a video called um how to make decisions when your gut and logic don't agree and Uh yeah and she gives you like she gives you five questions to answer in order for you to kind of get clarity and so um her, her questions are um what's what's most important to you um how to list all your options in order to move ahead um the upsides and the downsides for each point the worst case scenario for each point um and then who does this impact and how will it impact them so there's like five questions i'll link this to our um podcast instagram page so that people can have a look at that but it's a great kind of checklist to get you through making a decision and I think not all decisions need to be so thought out but some of them do and it's a great tool to get you through answering those questions because it gets it out of your head and onto paper and I think sometimes when you can take it out of your head and put it onto paper it's easier to kind of assess the situation and the scenario a bit better yes so they, they are my they are my little go-tos for decision making. Sounds good. Um, I was doing a little bit of research and uh, and then it, it, I was reading that you need to ask yourself three questions mm. when making a decision. So the first one is what's the worst that can happen? Mm. And then how likely is that to happen? And can you deal with it? Makes it sound very simple, doesn't it really? Yeah. And yeah. then you listen. need to listen to what your heart says. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make it sound really simple I don't think it's as clear cut as that yeah. um, but all the questions can be too much and I remember when I was made redundant I was given this self-analysis by um, a career coach and it was 50 pages of questions and I thought oh my god and this is supposed to for me to analyse what I wanted to do next and at first it was fun 
So um, you had to, um, it said the different ages. So from naught to five, what was a thing, a defining moment? And then from five to 10, and it went on like that. And I thought, oh, this is fun. I'm, you know, things are coming up, memories from when I was a child. And, but then it went on and on. And then it actually ended up stressing me out with mm-hmm. all the questions. And I reached page 30. And then I just <laughs> said to the career coach, this is too much for me. I'm so overwhelmed. In fact, it's confused me more than ever. I thought yeah. I had an idea of what I wanted to do next but actually now I don't <laughs> it's information overload it totally was yeah well, no I like to keep things simple. I would have, yeah I think I would have quit a lot sooner than that I don't I, yeah I think I like to keep things simple too I'm not well once you start going down the uh, the whole assessment of your whole life it gets too complicated and um and and things that that applied to you when you were 5, 10, 15 might not necessarily be the case when you were 35, 40, 50. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is kind of and, and quite um, extensive. <laughs> it was too much. So, what yes. did you say to you? Sorry, what was that? What did your coach say to you when you said, I don't want to do this anymore? Um, They said that actually that happens a lot with people. They get overwhelmed. Um, I was just thinking, well, why are you still doing these? (laughs) These (laughs) huge pages. (laughs) Yes, that wasn't fun. Uh, but usually in my toolbox for decision making, I'm very similar to you in following my instincts and mm-hmm. tending to go for the first instinct, um, trusting my intuition, mm-hmm. looking for signs. Now, that's quite an important one. And I think we think that's a bit too spiritual and like, oh, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to look for signs. But mm-hmm. they are there. Yeah. Um and doing a visualization, so imagining different outcomes, mm. I tend to do that and write it out. And I would start with a prompt, like, I don't know which decision to make, and then just see what random thoughts come from my mind. Um, that's a bit of a fun one to do. And then you also you touched on letting go of fear. I think that's a yeah. really important one because there's one thing that I can't stand is indecision. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my pet hates, and it makes a situation a lot worse when you have indecisiveness. Yeah. And there's this quote: "Some beautiful paths can't be discovered without getting lost." Yeah. And I think that's one to think about when you are indecisive. Um, that whatever decision you do make, it's going to lead down somewhere that's going to give you experience and wisdom. Yeah, and I think I think people's fear is more of fear of making the wrong choice, right? Like the consequences of that wrong choice. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's all about experience and wisdom. Yeah, we yeah. do not have a crystal wall in front of us. Yeah. Um, there's this yes or yes or no meditation I do when I can't decide, and Ooh. it's imagining that I have um, the word yes in one hand. And the word no in the other hand. So you would do it for each decision that you have. So there's one decision, you do the yes, no. And then it's all about noticing the weight of the yes in one hand and the no in the other. Mm. And and just meditating on that decision. And it takes a little bit of time. You have to sit with it mm. and then just notice the feelings that are going on in your body. 
and seeing if there's a kind of a weight on one side mm-hmm. you feel a heaviness and then notice the visions or feelings and sensations you can actually do it with music on as well if it's hard for people to sit down in silence mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't think people really sit like that and it's a really nice one i i do do that regularly actually when there is a decision to, to make mm. um yeah so that's a nice one another one i do is called the path meditation which i'll do later okay looking forward to that you know yeah. i love your meditations <laughs> yeah um but i'll uh, is it very short one okay um but the, i think the main thing is to relax decision making yeah. does not come when we're stressed yeah and often it means just going out the house yeah and uh, you know doing like winnie the pooh did and he has his thinking um spot yeah um having your thinking spot is a good yeah. idea yeah whatever that is do you have one in canada now that you've um, you know, recently moved there <laughs> um i don't but i have to say that i live in quite a picturesque area <laughs> like we have a creek not not too far from where i live and um and and i've been fortunate enough to see it in winter and now spring so seeing that change in like nature as well it's something that i really appreciate and it does help me to clear my mind and so for a few times i've had to make a decision while i've been here um which is not very long. <laughs> um it's been nice to go for a walk and just take in the scenery and breathe in nature and kind of just see how I think there's something about water as well, right? Just seeing it move yeah. and it's it's not static. It's 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 always moving and I'm just seeing the beauty of that and even when it was like freezing cold, I don't think I ever saw it still. Um there was still some kind of movement even when it was um totally freezing cold so i so i don't have a spot as a particular one single place but i think i have incorporated my surroundings a bit more that's nice that's one thing i'm missing at the moment with nobody nobody traveling at the mm-hmm. moment is water it's the beach where i put i was brought up by the beach yeah. Yeah. in whitstable in england um and i really miss it so yeah the water water is very good for for coming up with decisions and yeah. also walking in the forest i think it's the noise and the yeah it can be still but you can still have that noise and that it's just very beautiful i love it <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah i would love to talk about a few essential oils that i that i also use uh, i mentioned balance before and we've talked about that on previous episodes and balance is a great oil it's a combination of um tree and wood oil so that's great for centering and calming and grounding um but what i i really want to talk about lemon we've also talked about lemon in a previous episode but lemon emotionally is the oil of focus and Um, I'd just love to read a little bit about lemon oil. So the delightful citrusy aroma of lemon oil engages the mind and aids concentration. While lemon supports the emotional body, its major effects are experienced in the mental field. The crisp scent of lemon oil improves one's ability to focus. Lemon is a wonderful aid for children who are struggling with schoolwork. It teaches individuals to be mentally present by focusing on one thing at a time. Lemon dispels confusion and bestows clarity, 
It counterbalances mental fatigue due to too much studying or reading. I might add thinking. <laughs> and lemon draws energy, mental flexibility and the drive to complete a project. So I think lemon oil is a great oil to have if you're looking for focus and clarity. And um, as we talked about previously as well, it's high in D-limonene, which is great for the mood. So um, a really great oil if you're having, if you're indecisive. <laughs> um, so that's uh, lemon and you can diffuse that. You can add a drop into your hands and breathe it in or you can um, put it on your pulse points and kind of take it with you wherever you go. Um, I I'm actually imagining the smell of lemon as you're talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like to put it in my water, either the essential oil, make sure that it's food grade, um, or just a squeeze of lemon. And I think that just gives me that refreshing um, boost as well. And then the next oil nice. I want to talk about is rosemary. It's emotionally known as the oil of knowledge and transition. So rosemary assists in the development of true knowledge and true intellect. It teaches that one can be instructed from a far greater space of understanding than the human mind. It challenges individuals to look deeper than they normally would and ask more soul-searching questions so that they may receive more inspired answers. It brings expansion to the mind, supporting individuals in receiving new information and new experiences. And it aids in times of transition and change. So when a person is having a difficult time adjusting to a new house, a school, a relationship, etc., this oil can assist. Rosemary teaches that one does not understand all things because they have a mortal perspective. It invites individuals to trust in a higher, more intelligent power than themselves, and it supports them in feeling confident and assured during times of great change. Um, and rosemary roots them in the true knowledge that surpasses all understanding. Mm, sounds good. I love that. Um, again, you can inhale it from the bottle, you can diffuse it, you can place a few drops in your hand and rub, rub it and then inhale. If you don't have the essential oil, you could do it with the dry herb. Um, just kind of breathing that in and sitting with it um, is a really great thing to do. And I've been using a lot of rosemary lately as well. Oh, I love um, the smell of rosemary. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I I do like it a lot, and I've been using it to put in my hair, and I've also been using it in my food a lot, and I've also been using the oil a lot. And I think I think it comes from that clarity piece, right? We've just moved, we're in a new situation, things are a bit stressful, and so it's been a great tool for for me to to keep on hand. Right, so everyone needs to buy some rosemary and put it in their hair. How do you put it in your hair? <laughs> um, so I actually make a, a rinse, uh, just boil up um, a few sprigs, twigs, sprigs <laughs> of rosemary and then let it simmer for about 20 minutes. And then once it's cooled, I just let it, um, I just rinse my hair with it and then leave it in for a day. And it just makes your hair really nice and thick and voluminous and it's a really great way to um, support the hair and hair growth and I've actually stopped shampooing my hair I know this is off topic <laughs> um, but since we've been in lockdown I've stopped using shampoo and I've been using rosemary as a rinse and it's just been amazing wow oh I'm going to try that that's a great tip there <laughs> 
Um, I'll link that up in the on the Instagram page as well mm. if anyone's interested in using that. Great. Yeah. So those okay. are the essential oils that I've been using for decision making and also kind of centering, grounding, focus, clarity. They're all they're all there. <laughs> Yeah, and it's something that people don't think about, do they? Oh, I'm going to have a smell that's going to help me make decisions. People don't think like that, but um, yeah. it's a good one to add to the toolbox for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that uh, brings us on to our one-minute interview, and it's with a lady called Helen Slater, and she's an autogenics teacher. Autogenics is a type of relaxation where you imagine the body being warm and heavy. Um, you, you can find more about Helen on her Facebook page at Zensway Autogenics. And I am just, she's going to uh, provide a tip and I'm going to play it now. So I teach uh, autogenics, which normally takes about eight weeks to teach, but I thought I'd share a nice little partial exercise for you. So a lot of people carry tension in their neck and shoulders area. So the little partial exercise is keep your eyes open, but take your attention to that area, to your neck, to your shoulders and a little bit down your back. Just literally take in that whole area. Repeat to yourself silently. My neck and shoulders are heavy. My neck and shoulders are heavy my neck and shoulders are heavy now by saying it uh, with your eyes open means you can say it anywhere you can um, sit watch telly say it you can stand in the queue of the supermarket you can say it. your child is having a tantrum just repeat these words over and over and over and by using the word heavy uh, you're actually tricking your mind into thinking that they are, are relaxed Yeah, so that's a great tip. And uh, one thing I want to um, add is that once I taught an autogenics meditation uh, session and um, I deliberately missed out, because I went through the different parts of the body and I deliberately missed out um, the bottom being warm and heavy. Mm -hmm. And so I left that part because I didn't want people to laugh during a meditation. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, a lady came up to me and said, I loved that autogenics meditation you did. She said, but my bottom was really cold. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a lesson for me to always, like, just not edit my meditation, just to leave everything in. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to do the, um, the path meditation now. It's, it's very short, but um, it does help with decision-making. All right, so make yourself comfortable and let your eyes close. Breathe and relax and let go of any thoughts or distractions of the day. Now imagine yourself walking down a path and feel the ground under your feet. Take a few moments to notice what is around you and notice that the weather is just right for you. And while you're walking, go over the decision you have to make in your mind and consider what the options are. 
in relation to this decision. And then number those options. You might have two options or even more. And as you're walking, a little way ahead, the path breaks up into several paths. It splits into as many paths as you have possibilities in relation to your decision. And when you come to the place in the path where the road divides, stop for a moment and notice that each path represents one of your options. So number the paths in any direction that is comfortable for you and let those numbers correspond to the numbers of your possibilities. And then take your time take a medium breath in and out and then slowly travel down one of the paths notice how you feel where does the path take you and how comfortable are you on this path does it feel right take as long as you want to explore this path and when you are finished go back to the place where the paths meet and then choose another path and explore it as you did the first one. Continue exploring until you have experienced each path. And when you're finished, take another medium breath in and out. And when you're ready, open your eyes and back in the room. And then just reflect on this meditation and what you experienced and contemplate which path felt right to you. And that's a very simple path meditation. I love that. It's a nice one because um, I visualize in a forest when I'm mm. visualizing paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I'll be adding different meditations on our Instagram page, which is the slowdown underscore podcast during the week great i'm looking forward to some new ones <laughs> yeah. um so just a few final thoughts from my end um i i love that you have that yes no meditation i think i'm going to try to start using that as well because i think it's a great way to um feel the weight of the yes and the no um just a few things that you can use in order to help you find clarity and make decisions you can try eft tapping we'll link more information towards that um i'll also add the marie folio um interview where she outlines the five questions that you should ask yourself when making decisions um meditation is great coming from a place of calm and centeredness is also always great too um and kim if you want to add anything yes um there are some fun ways of making a decision i mean even today i did the flip of a flip of a coin where it's heads or tails i did that with my children actually but i also do it with adults who can't decide mm-hmm. um and also uh one i discovered this week that i hadn't known about is the um where you look at a face of a clock Mm. And you put one side of the clock as a decision and the other side of the clock is the other decision. And then mm-hmm. you just go about your day and then when you look at your clock and you see where the, the big hand is, 
which side of the um, clock it's mm-hmm. on, that's the decision to be made. Oh, interesting. I kind of like that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, leaving it to chance. Leaving Thank it you. out there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, also, I was reading, like, some people, they use the Bible Ooh. and they would pick a random page and if and read whatever's there on that page and then see if it resonates with the decision you have to make right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people do go towards their face when they're trying to make a decision if if that's something that they that, that's present in their life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tend to go for a quote book or the secret book. Mm. I use that. Um, okay. It's quite good to use that. Or you could just read, get a random novel book. That mm. also um, is a good idea. Yeah. Another one is to take two pieces of paper and write the options on each one and then just pick one at random. Mm-hmm. And if you're disappointed by the one that you choose, you know it's the wrong decision. Yes, I like that too. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, just some fun ways of making decisions and just taking it out of your hands really and out of your mind. Yes, great. Great tips. Yes. Oh, and I just want to add um, that we are going to be publishing our podcast every two weeks so um make sure you look out for us when we publish yeah we'll be definitely be posting it on social media so that you can follow us um and follow along with the the episodes that we're publishing yep and that's it for us that's all for today bye-bye